This blog post is sponsored by the power of Max and Tony's acting. One short scene provided a wealth of content in my opinion, and most of it without words. We're picking up almost immediately where we left off, except the gang have gone and Ben is still frozen, staring at Callum, who is conscious, with Honey having now arrived. She's calling Ben's name while on the phone to the ambulance, but it sounds far away. I feel like not only is he drowning in a flashback, but also the action of freezing means that there's too much strain being put on him to be able to parse sound through his processor, leading to distorted sound from his point of view. Obviously I'm no expert, but I believe that with the processor, listening requires a more concentrated effort, and if that's being interfered with, then whatever's being heard can lose meaning. However, we see him come back to himself as the distortion clears, and he is able to move over to Callum and check that he's okay. He guides Callum onto his back, and Callum's clearly in pain, clutching at his stomach which took the brunt of it. Ben urges him not to overdo it and he takes his jacket off to put it under Callum's head, muttering his insistence that he take it, which is not only super sweet, but also a sign of growth because last time Callum was in trouble Ben had trouble remembering what a coat even was, he was panicking so much. But he's doing his best both times, because that immobilizing stress response is automatic and he can't control it. And Callum's response is just the most Callum thing ever, he jokes about Ben putting on a show for him, i.e. stripping for him, because he took his jacket off. It's slurred due to his pain but the fact that's his first words means he's instantly thinking about Ben, because disarming Ben with a suggestive comment is something Callum's done before, in order to distract Ben from spiraling thoughts it's a tried and tested method of making Ben feel better. And to make the comment right after getting his stomach kicked in by a group of homophobes, I think also suggests where Callum's head is already at, defiance. Beaten up for holding hands with his husband, so he's going to go ahead and flirt with his husband right after, because he's still gay and they won't take that away from him. Not to mention the fact that Callum usually deals with his trauma pretty well anyway. Possibly one of the only characters on the square to have actually received some kind of counseling and who generally seeks help when he needs it, he's a pretty well-adjusted guy, the complete opposite to Ben, in other words. How this attack affects them going forward seems quite clear just from this little scene. Because we get to Ben, and although he huffs out an incredulous laugh at Callum's comment, because he sure picks his moments for a come-on, our Callum and touches Callum's arm gratefully as he reaches to cup his cheek, the fear on his face is still there, and he's maybe even struggling a bit to look Callum in the eye. Callum can see the concern and worry there, and knows what Ben's thinking, and we also know from the events of the summer that he'll be aware this could be a massive trigger for Ben as well. Ben's described the nature of Paul's death to Callum a few times so he'll know how similar this attack was, and probably even also understanding that he might have had a flashback because of that. So he makes sure to tell Ben that he's fine, keeping that hand on his face, letting Ben feel that he's there, he's alive. It's so sweet and affectionate, and intimate, and it's clear that even though Ben's relieved, he's still scared. It's like he's realized that Callum's hand on his face could make them a target still, the gang or someone else could be round the corner waiting to hurt them, and he looks up and around with panicky wet eyes and fast breathing, like they're still in danger. And it just so happens that that movement separates him from Callum's hand. It's such a small moment but it breaks my heart. Ben will be thinking once again that all they were doing was holding hands, and this time becoming petrified that even that's too much. Another tiny wordless moment comes when Callum pulls Ben's arm down towards his chest, and it's not exactly clear what he's doing but I'm going to assume he's putting Ben's hand over his heart so he could feel that it's still beating, that he really is fine, what happened to Paul hasn't happened to him, Ben hasn't lost him. 
This Balam scene lasted exactly 30 seconds, but it said so much in that time. It demonstrated their love and concern for each other, Ben trying to fight back his fear and wanting the comfort of Callum's touch but feeling it's not safe, Callum himself rather unperturbed by the homophobic violence he's just endured but seeing that Ben's struggling and wanting to make it clear that he's alright, Ben needn't worry. I think it's signposted how this will go, Ben will withdraw and Callum will want to show they won't be beaten down. Very different reactions to what's happened, and it'll be interesting to see it unfold and how they'll navigate it. Bit of a role reversal from Callum's original coming out story anyway. At the hospital, the focus is on Suki's reaction to Ash being put in hospital, and how it prompts her to open up to Honey. We don't see Callum, though Honey mentions that Eve, Stacy and Ben are all with him, and that he's going to be fine. I do like the thought of them all becoming actual friends in the wake of this, sticking together like a proper little community, but a bit later on we get a glimpse of Ben, with his head in his hands, unmoving, in the waiting area. Honey approaches him, and though it looks like he's going to ignore her, he does end up reluctantly acknowledging her. She asks if everything's okay, and from Ben's response it's clear he's not going to be forthcoming with how he's been affected, pointing out that he's not the one who took the hiding. Deflecting Ben's favorite pastime. I feel like he's determined not to be affected by it because he wasn't the one hurt, like he doesn't deserve to feel scared or sorry for himself because he got off lightly. Self-loathing, Ben's other favorite pastime. He snaps at Honey that he's alright when she points out that it must have been terrifying for him, whether she was implying anything about Paul's attack or not, I think Ben was worried she was about to acknowledge it and wanted to shut it down before she could. Honey was there at the time of Paul's death, even turned up to court for his killer's plea hearing back in 2016, and probably has recognized the similarities, she had explained to Suki earlier that it was a homophobic attack, it'd be hard not to draw the parallel. Although he snaps, he clearly doesn't want to be mean to Honey, who does. So tries to soften it by quietly asking that she understands, and Honey nods, even though everyone can see he's clearly not alright. He rather sheepishly takes his leave after that, like he knows he didn't sound convincing, where he's going, who knows. Maybe he'd just been to see Ash and was now going back to Callum, or maybe that's the waiting area for them all and he's taking a breather. Maybe he's left to get a coffee, or home to get Callum supplies. Or maybe he's just gone to cry in the loo or punch a vending machine. Take your pick of the head cannons. Although we've only got a small Callum spoiler for tonight, I'm sure we'll get them both in some capacity. It looks like the longer-running aftermath kicks off for Balam next week, so expectations of screen time aren't that high. But I am grateful for any glimpse of them.